Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day, the complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy, a deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Canarius was governor of Syria, so all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping night watch over their flocks. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. grade school, Christmas time, they were putting on a Christmas play. So all the children in the grade school classes, a lot of them got roles. One was Mary, and one was Joseph, one was the shepherds and the wise men, and one little boy was going to be the innkeeper. 
And the innkeeper's line, he was told, now get this straight, it's go away. There's no room in the inn. So the boy practiced and practiced and practiced. The only problem was the boy's parents were very, very social people. They were always having people over their house, always inviting people in, taking people in and having a good time whenever they could. So the big day came, and everybody was dressed up, is in the, in the school, in church, and all the parents and the teachers are there, and the priests and the whole school, and they were all dressed up, and the little boy is all dressed up, and, you know, Mary and Joseph are coming closer and closer, and, 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 and he knows his line, go away, there's, there's no room in the inn. But he keeps thinking about his parents and what they would do in this circumstance. Go away, there's no room in the inn. He keeps repeating to himself. He thinks about his parents and what they've done and what they would do here. So he's getting all flustered and they're coming right up close and there's Mary and Joseph and he goes, oh, come on in and have a drink. <laughs> oh, come on in. There was no room for him in the inn. There was no room for them in the inn. There was one time in all of human history, just one time, when God, the creator of all that exists, the entire cosmos, heaven and earth, knocked on a door's he needed to be welcomed. And they said no. They said no. I often wonder about that handful of innkeepers who now from all eternity look back and see their no. Their no to welcoming God. My family, when my children were growing up, every Christmas Eve would do the same tradition. Uh, we would light a fire in the fireplace. We would actually take the table from the kitchen and bring it over to the fireplace so we could all sit around it and we'd have a, a special, special meal, a special food, dessert, drink, and it was a wonderful time together, which we rarely got just for the five of us. So one year, my daughter, uh, had a friend who asked if she could come over and give her a gift sometime on Christmas Eve. Now, her family was quite uh, broken and dysfunctional. They all lived in the same house, but they weren't going to celebrate Christmas together. So my daughter asked her, I said, sure, have her come over anytime, but not Christmas Eve dinner time. That's ours. So we're at dinner, and sure enough, there's a knock at the door. I look out the window, and there's her friend. And I was really angry. I said to her, what's going on here? I told you, Dad, I told her not to come at dinner. But she came. I said, OK, go in the living room, change your gifts with her, and get back quick. I was, thought she, I was so mad. I thought she was being so manipulative. So months later, I'm reading this gospel. I remembered that event. And I realized. Jesus had come, literally, knocking on my door 
And I said, no. No. I didn't like what I saw in me. You know, I was right. But you know, you can be right and wrong at the same time. Love is not about being right. Love is about love of the other. You know, I saw myself at that moment. I didn't like what I saw. You know, I said no when I'm one who professes to say yes. I didn't even say hello to her or wish her a Merry Christmas. We sent her on her way. A few years later, true story, we're sitting on Christmas Eve, <laughs> the same scene. We have our table in front of the fireplace and having food, wonderful food, fire, drinks, good time, talking. Just love that one opportunity as a family. And sure enough, there was a knock at our door. So I go, and there's this young guy in his early 20s. He's pale and shaking. He said, there was ice on the road in front of your house. I lost control of the car, and I hit the car parked across the street. I saw your lights on, so I, I just came to see if you could help me. So we brought him in. We checked out to make sure he wasn't hurt. We gave him something warm to drink. We comforted him. We settled him down. We checked the cars involved. We called his parents. My daughter then went on to console him with all the tales of all the car car accidents that my children have had over the years, all five of them. <laughs> he was very consoled, and I started twitching as she talked. It took about an hour and a half, and it was really nice to help him as a family, and we came back to the dinner, and we were so energized. We just just energized by the event, this guy coming in and us helping him. A few months later, I'm reading this very same gospel again. I remembered that event, and I realized Jesus had come literally knocking on my door again. And this time, I said yes. And I realized for the first time, he had given me a second chance. A second chance to say yes. Friends, we've all said no, all of us. And we still say no. But tonight, what we celebrate is a God who's given us a second chance. And so, this is the church of the second chance. So you're all welcome here. Tonight, just as you are, to St. Norbert's, the church of the second chance. You're welcome to this house to this community, to this table, just as you are. 
just as you are. You know, the most welcoming group I know is Alcoholics Anonymous. Do you know how they start every meeting, these people in recovery and trying to be in recovery? At every meeting, someone, they get up and they introduce themselves. And a guy will get up and say, hi, my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. And everyone in the room will say, hi, Jerry, welcome. Happens person by person every time they meet. You know, this night, we could do that. Don't worry, I won't ask you to do it, but we could. We could stand up one by one and say things like, hi, my name is Susan, and I'm a gossip. I talk about other people a lot. And we would say, hi, Susan, welcome. My name is Peter, and I'm very judgmental of other people. Hi, Peter, welcome. My name is Joan, and I envy people with money a lot. Hi, Joan. Welcome. My name is Tony, and I drink a lot. I drink a lot. Hi, Tony. Welcome. My name is Sandra, and I've been unfaithful to my spouse. Hi, Sandra. Welcome. My name is Mike. And I'm angry with God. I'm angry at the church. It's the, my first time in church all year, and I'm not really sure why I'm here, what I believe. Hey, Mike, welcome. My name is Sally, and I'm religious. I go to church, but I'm afraid a lot. And I don't trust. I don't think I trust God or ever opened my life to him. Hi, Sally. Welcome. You see, friends, we're all welcomed here. We're all welcome. And when we welcome one another, when we do this, we welcome Jesus. We welcome Jesus. Yes, we do. Each time we welcome one another. We may not know it, but that's what we do. So we're all welcome here to the Church of the Second Chance. You know, years ago, uh, before Mass on Christmas, a woman came up to me and just before Mass, she said, uh, John, would you pray for me? My son decided seven years ago to have nothing to do with me. I invited him home for Christmas, and he said no. And she started crying. I was very touched by her openness and by her pain. So I put my arm around her. And at that moment, I knew why we were here, why we have this church, this community, as imperfect as it is. And I also knew at that moment why we need a Savior, a Savior 
the one born to us. Born to us. You see, so many say no. No is the way for so many. And there's so much pain in the no. But not here. Welcome is the way of Jesus and of the people of the church of the second chance. Jesus has come as one of us, one of us, fully human, in flesh. He gets this. He gets our humanity. He gets you. He gets all that's right and all that's wrong. He knows all you aspire to and he knows all your contradictions. He knows what's been done to you. And he knows what will happen when you say yes. He has come and he's not leaving. He never leaves. He stays. He's only waiting, waiting to be welcomed. One thing. Welcomed. So he can offer you and me one thing. A second chance. So he still goes around knocking, not on doors of wood, but on human hearts, your heart, yeah, yours and mine. And he longs to be welcomed in. Friends, faith is encountering and receiving and welcoming a person, Jesus. The love of God born among us as one of us. If Christ is only born in Bethlehem and not in us, what good is it? If this is a story about a birth in Bethlehem, and that's all there is, and it's not a birth in you, what good is it? What good is this that we do today? What good is this? But if he's born in you and me, Glory to God in the highest. How can we not sing? I'll end with uh, St. Augustine, who struggled mightily with his yes to God. He struggled big time. And he said to himself, How long, how long shall I go on saying, Tomorrow, tomorrow, why not now? Why not now? Why don't I say yes this very hour? I kept saying to myself, oh, let it be now. 
Let it be now. Friends, let it be now. The singular opportunity that is given to us of the one who knocks on the door of your heart and mine to be welcomed and to give you and me a second chance. We thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.